We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's going on, Packers fans? Welcome into another edition of the Pack a Day podcast. I, of course, am one of your co-hosts, Matt Fralick. Alongside me once again is the wonderful Janelle Mackey. Janelle, a little bit different. You know, the summer's been strange for I think you Eli and myself trying to get in you know episodes um and it's not to make an excuse but like during the summer it's been difficult I know we've all had different things going on personally professionally etc um and just another little wrinkle as we record on Thursday night at almost exactly 10 central time p.m um and you're gonna be saying hey we're listening on Saturday you guys record a day ahead yep we record a day ahead because naturally Janelle had put this on our radar, I think, as she should have, the most on brand a few weeks ago that inductions were going to be uh, for the Packers Hall of Fame. We're going to be on Thursday, and that was, of course, for Josh Sitton and Jordy Nelson. And we needed to do an episode about that. She just got done dominating Eli and other Packers fans and Packers content creators in a dynasty league, which I haven't even asked her about yet, which I, uh, we will have to after a post-production or after we record here. But uh, we had to record right after all the content that is out there right now on Packers.com, Packers Twitter, uh, about the induction of Josh Sitton and, of course, Jordy Nelson. Um, Janelle, awesome to break this down for me. It seems like kind of, I don't want to say full circle, but just another 
uh, a spiral in our content creation, right? You know, you and I met, started doing pack a day together, found out how big of a Jordy fan you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a huge Jordy fan. And then you continue to have conversations. You force feed it when necessary and appropriately and continue to evolve through it. So it's awesome to kind of go through this moment with you. Having read the article, I thought you and I kind of had the same reaction. Like sometimes I read the articles on, you know, know, I think Wes Hodkowitz and Mike Spofford do a great job, but sometimes articles don't do it justice for me when I'm reading something. That one kind of struck a chord with me, just the way he kind of, Jordy went through his rehab and everything, and he broke that down. But, um, you know, we want to focus on Josh Sitton on this episode, but primarily Jordy Nelson because, you know, side by side, I'd say Jordy was more impactful. Again, he was a positional player and not an offensive lineman. So be that as it may, but um, Jordy just had the heart, was the heartthrob of all Packers fans uh, alike. So, Janelle, happy to discuss this with you and um what are your what are your emotions today i know you you've been tweeting about it all day wearing your jordy your jordy nelson jersey what were kind of some of your reactions of packers twitter i'm sure people had reached out to you some of the content you absorbed um on this awesome day for them yeah i mean knew this day was coming obviously but it's just like it hits such a nerve when the player that like really made you fall in love with the game gets recognition like this like you know I really started following football and it just so happened to be like the Super Bowl run year, like 2010 going into the season. I was a freshman in high school and I was like, you know what? I really want to really want to learn about football and like actually understand the game. And I remember going through the roster and my older sister was like, this is my guy. And she was showing me Clay Matthews because she was all about the guys with the long blonde hair. And I remember looking, and I was like, Ooh, I like that guy. And it was Jordy just because, you know, I'm like a, 14 year old girl and he was the cute one on the roster so naturally I paid a lot of attention to him and I just really enjoyed what he did on the field and like everything he did there was so much grace and talent and he was just like he was the farmer that showed up and played football on Sundays and like over the years he just kind of turned into my whole persona I would have family members posting on Facebook like did you see that Jordy touchdown like thought of you like he just kind of became my entire brand not even just on Twitter but just in my in my life because he was just like everything that I enjoyed about watching like you know I grew up playing sports so I know what good teammates good talent all that felt like and it was just like over the years all of a sudden he just developed into this incredible athlete in person for the Packers and it just really helped my passion for football, watching somebody like that out on the field. So then you get to, you know, you fast forward to a day like today and you see somebody who really made you feel the way you feel about a certain thing and watching the recognition that they're getting. And it does just kind of, you know, it gets a little emotional because it's like they did it, all that hard work. And like Jordy will never know who I am but he basically changed my life just by playing the game of football. And it sounds so dumb and cliche and whatever it may be like, but it's true. You know, you have those athletes who like, they just kind of hit you differently. And it's just amazing to be able to see all that hard work and everything that you watched over those years. You mentioned the injury, like coming back from that, all this stuff, like, everything that he had gone through, winning the Super Bowl, winning comeback player of the year. There's just so much that happened in his career and you kind of just watch it all come together and he gets that recognition today and his name will now live forever 
in Lambeau Field at like among some of the best to ever wear that G on their helmet. So a day like today is just so incredibly special for me. And I know there's a lot of people who, you know, it's Jordy made it really hard to be able to ever say anything bad about him. And I think he kind of really was everything that you want in a Packer, you know, we go all the way back and look at kind of like the kind of guy Bart Starr was. And, you know, just those really classy players who show up are good people on and off the field, have a lot of talent. And we've had a lot of great guys come through this program and um, embody that kind of characteristic. So to be able to see him now forever among guys like that in that Packers hall of fame is so incredible. And it just, for me personally, it's, it's like, dream come true like as a fan this is like one of my favorite days just being able to see the player that I've I had watched for like 10 some years now get that recognition I can't wait till the next time I get to go to Lambeau because the first thing I'm gonna do is go to that hall of fame and look at his bronze football bust and just kind of like take it all in (laughs) first and foremost want to start out with you know the you look back and you kind of you talked about the grace that Jordy had. And a lot of it, I think, was not only the way he played the game of football, but like the way he moved on the field was like he moved a lot faster than you would expect. And part of that because he's a white receiver, but like he was he was damn quick and tough as hell. Like you go through this article that Mike Spofford put out and, you know, you forget that he had broken ribs in that um, playoff game in Atlanta in 2016. Um, I was actually at the Giants game where he broke them. And that was a very terrible day for me. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> watching Jordy get carted to the locker room was like top 10 worst things that ever happened in my life. <laughs> it's tough, but like just the grit and determination and like, yeah, yeah. Like being, being that country or not, maybe not country. I don't know Kansas very well, but being that farm guy, like that's, that's super gritty. And I think one thing I mean, that I want to kind of just in that like military vest <laughs> and was playing. Yeah, right. Like one thing I want to scope away from is like there's a ton of guys within the Packers you know fan base that have been like folk heroes right like and they're for normally for goofy reasons like John Kuhn or maybe you know just that's just one guy I'm gonna you know name off or Sam Congato or just like goofy players right and typically it's kind of like tongue-in-cheek why we enjoy them whether it's for a multitude of reasons off the field things Johnny Jolly you know guys that you just randomly like become folk heroes of the Green Bay Packers team because we fall in love with these players and we know the ins and outs and we get super super granule in the the summertime and find their personalities and stuff but like Jordy was like not only that but also it's extremely productive on the field like extremely extremely talented player um you watch his highlights and he extended the width of that field by four yards. Yeah. It was crazy. Just, you know, you watch those highlights and it's like, I have never, and not just being like a biased Jordy fan, but I have not seen anybody drag their toes along the sideline. Like he did. And like him and Rogers just had that amazing connection. And it's like, you you just like hope that more of that kind of talent comes around and we have so much youth with the Packers right now you just kind of wonder what kind of receiver they're going to develop into because we've had you know we've been really blessed with that receiver room for so long um and then being able to kind of like grow and feed off each other like you look at who Roger uh, who Jordy had when he was coming in like he had like Driver and Jen- and Jennings and then 
um, you kind of get Cobb in that mix and then they can kind of teach Adams and it's like, they've just been able to trickle down a lot of talent in that wide receiver room. So being able to watch, you know, it's kind of crazy. You like forget about all the different highlights that he has. And it's like the things that he was able to do, you watch those, you know, he was a deep threat. He was a sideline threat. He just, he did whatever he needed to do and he did it like, you know, I remember actually watching, I think it was the Eagles game during the Super Bowl run. And he like, he dropped a pass and I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I can't believe he actually used to do that. Like you feel you, you forget that players start the way they do. And that's why it's like extra fun to see where he is today because you go back and you watch those old games and it's like, Oh my gosh, he wasn't always a a Packers hall of fame receiver. It's like, it just kind of reminds you that even the best of the best started off, you know, as rookie mistake makers. Yeah. Absolutely. I, you know, Jordy to me is just one of those guys that just like you, you took him for granted. That's really the best way I can describe his, his efforts. And I mean, just, you look at some of these statistics and, you know, in context, I, I don't have you know, right now in front of me all time, you know, where he ranks, I know 8,000 yards isn't great. You know, 8,500 yards isn't huge. 7,200 touchdowns or 72 touchdowns is pretty decent. But like you look at that span in 2013, 2014, 2016, basically averaged like 1400 yards, about 92 catches, you know, the targets went up in 14 and 16 um, touchdowns, 13 and 14, 2014, 2016. And like, that's coming off an ACL when he missed that 2015 campaign and then those cracked ribs, like you talked about, like that's at, at a 31 year old receiver coming off an ACL in 2016, that that's truly unheard of, to be honest with you. I mean, anytime you talk about ACLs and Janelle, perfect example, like fantasy football season, right? Guy coming off an, an ACL injury, whether it's uh Brees Hall, you know, a young receiver or another guy that's got, or a young running back or a, you know, an old receiver that's got a busted up leg, like you normally avoid them. And Jordy kind of, swung the other way and I would say like for myself I would say you know when you're early in your your teens like that and you're starting to watch football more it's really easy to fall in love. not easy but you're trying to gravitate towards a player or a team or something and like I would say for myself like I've, I've mentioned him a few times on these podcasts but like um oh it's always a different sport unfortunately but LeBron James like when LeBron came in the league I wasn't a huge NBA fan there was no Jordan AI was out there T-Mac but like when LeBron came in like I was you know, young middle school, he was 18 and like watching him develop and like seeing him win a championship multiple and then winning one in Cleveland. Like that was very impactful on me as a, as a, you know, I guess it was maybe 22 at the time when he won it, but it's awesome. Like you fall in love with these players and because you feel like they're great people and they do a lot and they're just like the, what they stand for means more than just like basketball or football. And like, he's awesome. Jordy, Jordy's super cool. He joins, uh, the court, Carl Dinks, excuse me, I think it was his name. Was I looked up earlier? I should have it right in front of me. I literally pulled it up so I wouldn't screw it up. Uh, Carl Dale, inducted in 1979, played in 65 to 72. Um, you know, naively didn't really know who he was. Scrolled through, figured out who he was. But the other six receivers, Janelle, uh, that he, Jordy will join is James. Excuse me, five receivers. He'll be the sixth. James Lofton, Sterling Sharp, Robert Brooks, Donald Driver, Antonio Freeman. And then you get Jordy Nelson. So not bad company there. Greg Jennings is also on this list too. Uh, Control find didn't help me very well when I was scrolling through them. So, I mean, you look at that, we were talking is, about in the. That's crazy. Like what good company? Yeah. I mean, it just the history of Packers wide receivers and to see him among that. And uh, 
you know, you talked like we kind of mentioned, you know, not even just a great player, but also a great person. And like, I think that's what makes it all the more special. Like Packers fans really have been blessed with such amazing characters on this team, at least like, you know, I'm 27 now and I can think of so many guys who have really embodied what it means to be a Packer. And I think that just kind of is one of those things that it just continues to be passed down in these veterans. They'll, you know, make sure that the young guys embody that. And I think we've really been able to see a lot of the growth in that way. And I mean, I know you were kind of mentioning his, his injury and his knee and, I know a lot of people will talk about, you know, oh, if he went to got hurt, like he lost that step. But it's like a lot of people, I think they forget it's like he got hurt and he came back and won comeback player of the year, which we read in that article. Um, I think Mike Spofford did the Jordy article and, mm-hmm. you know, mentioned how he Jordy is the first player in Packers history to win that award, which I didn't even know that until reading this article. Um so it's just like crazy how, you know, and make sure you guys go to Packers.com and like look at all this content because there's a lot of stuff coming out, a lot of good uh, content from Wes and Mike and everybody. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was just kind of like one of those things where he he talked about how the knee injury, um, he was lied to about it when it happened because they didn't want his reaction on the sideline. And, um, you know, they told him later in the locker room where he could react more appropriately and be in his emotions a little bit more um so basically built around this lie they talked about and his goal was to basically come back and win this award and he did it and it's like the persistence the hard work everything you know he came back and he was still Jordy and like I you know again I always talk about like I'm not biased but like he really did come back and earn that award like he still had it in him and you know in those ways, like he never really lost that step, you know, guys get older, it happens, the injury, it is what it is, but you know, he didn't fold when things went dark. And I think like that article is just so phenomenal. And I want everybody to make sure that they go and read it along with the Josh Sitton one. I mean, both these articles were fantastic. And I really like the Sitton one as well. And I'm trying not to, not to let Sitton kind of get stuck in the shadows of Jordy because I know like this is basically like my Christmas for the years watching Jordy get this induction but Josh Sitton also did a lot to earn this day as well so I do want to make sure that we acknowledge both of them but obviously one one has my heart a little bit more than the other so that's kind of why we're here recording at 10 o'clock at night so that I was able to talk about my favorite player of all time. (laughs) 100%. Um, We can talk more about it. My last thing, and I've brought this up many times, I think. I haven't brought it up in maybe a few, I don't know, a few months on this episode, but because he's not as relevant anymore. But my favorite Jordy Nelson story is this is uh, anyone that's from Green Bay or Janelle, you'll know it, or even some people that visit um, Hagen Monster Park right when it opened. uh, Very popular spot for people to go down there. It still is, but right when it opened, you know, on on the Fox River and many people would visit there. And I think me and a couple of buddies were meeting up for a happy hour one time and one of my buddies who's notoriously late, late uh, his name's Brad, if anyone's listening and they know Brad, Brad, great guy, but just you know, runs a little bit of a different, different time than everyone else. And he showed up late and I'm like, we're like harassed. I'm like, Brad, what's going on? And he had this look in his face and I was like, what? He's like, I think I just walked past Jordy Nelson teaching his kid how to bike. And it was like out on the city deck out, at, you know, before it's even been developed, there wasn't really much there. And I don't even know what was there at the time. It wasn't as fully, but like, 
yeah, Jordy Nelson, I'm like, no way. And I, like, I run out at the edge of the deck or the patio of Hagemeister and sure shit, there's a, a you know, buzzed head tall dude with his kid learning how to ride a, tr- a two-wheeler. And, like, that's just like, it was the coolest that thing ever to see that. Awesome. It's unbelievable. That's, like, that's so Green Bay, too, where it's just like oh, so casual most. to just see players out doing normal daily things like that. That's super funny. You've never told me that story, so I actually really Damn. love that you mentioned like that here. <laughs> I'm glad I, I'm glad I maybe I feel like I've only brought it up once. Um, and then like Josh Sitton, like let's let's get into Sitton a little bit. Like they both get drafted in the same year, right? Josh Sitton out of UCF, just kind of a, a guy at the time, you know, a, a guard coming out, and like you're just hoping he can fit on the roster. Janelle, you you mentioned this, um, the uh, the article talking about he was talking to his then, or it was even I think it was an induction speech, but they put in the article his then girlfriend, um telling her about how training camp went. He's like, I don't know how long it's going to last. And you said after three practices, he was like, yep, I think I'm going to be able to do this for a long time. But that's, that's crazy. Like that's a complete 180 to go there. But, um, and we can get into that more, but overall I would say just Josh Sitton was one of those guys at the time when the Packers were, I felt like this for many years and I still kind of feel like it now. I feel like they've maybe found a balance, but they were just needing more guys that were a little bit, a little bit gritty, a little nasty. And they had that on the other side of the ball with Mike Daniels for a while, but it seemed like for a long time they missed that physicality up front or, or even at any other position. And Josh Sutton seemed like just that real grinded out nasty dude that they could just get to get in a scuffle or mix it up in the middle and ended up having like a really, really damn good career. Um, you know, brought in 2008 and he just, he continued to, in, to thrive. And the only story I have about Josh Sutton, which I think is kind of entertaining, um, I think it was at I think they had a team dinner maybe it was an offensive lineman dinner and this is a secondhand story unfortunately but a friend of mine at the time he worked at um chef fusion downtown green bay not far from uh hagemeister which downtown green bay not big enough to be that far from one another but i digress and he was working there as a waiter or some part of the wait staff at the time and uh josh Sutton was with the boys and josh Sutton really really needed a dip like needed <laughs> a chewless tobacco and and he there's a gas station right down the road so he gave uh the dude like 50 bucks to go get a tin for him and this is 10 years ago uh and brought him back the change of whatever 43 bucks or whatever it was 45 bucks and he just he's like yep took a big dip out put it in and gave the guy back i think he gave him maybe maybe gave him the tin back and the money but definitely gave him the money back and it was like all right well he's just gonna continue having dinner now and it's like it's such a weird thing but like just yeah, like that's I, just an offensive lineman type thing that you'd want for the Packers and just a cool story. But yeah, Josh is a good dude. Like I, I was it was disappointing for him to, you know, similar to Jordy, but um, you know, circumstances are similar, like finishing their careers not in Green Bay. Obviously, Jordy goes to Oakland, does fairly well there. Josh goes to the Bears and the Dolphins for a second, but the Bears one kind of stunk. But um yeah, ultimately yeah. need I mean, I would say Jordy probably had a better year um in his twenty uh, whatever campaign that was 2018 2019 but um yeah sit never could seem to find his way in that offensive line um at least from what it seemed like to me but i like josh sit man like he was he was a nasty guy up front and i would say was one of the, the you know at the time like growing into himself in his third year for them to you know second second or third year to grow into his role at that that lineman position really had, they had a damn good line at the time so it was yeah it was awesome fantastic yeah i mean you just kind of look at another area you know where packers have been blessed is that offensive line and like you think about that super bowl era line 
And I think like, I think, like I said, I think Wes wrote the article for Stitten and I think it said he started like 112 of his 121 games or something like that. Like he, and like for a lineman to be able to be that consistent, not only in talent, but in presence and be able to do what he did. It's like, that is so phenomenal. And I, I did think it was weird. Like I saw the video and pictures of him and it's like, he has short hair now, but he still has the beard, but now Jordy has hair. So like they, mm-hmm. you know, one cut their hair, one grew their hair out. And I'm like, they're very different, but like they came in still being the same kind of people. And yeah, Josh sitting, he, he was just kind of a dog and yeah. really needed that on that line. And it helped, you know, both those guys were around for that Super Bowl, both contributed immensely. And, you know, I know Jordy, you saw the, you could see in his, uh, his presser, he's got the, the pinky ring, Super Bowl ring. And, uh, you know, you just kind of think about, like, I can't believe it's already been as long as it has been since that, since that Super Bowl. Cause it feels mm-hmm. like it was just yesterday, but it is kind of weird. Like now that these guys who kind of, like I mentioned, when I really started to get into football, they're now going into our hall of fame. And it's just so weird to think about like how fast time is flying, how, how much it's changing. And it's like, I just love reminiscing about these players who were around when I really started to fall in love with the game. And uh, I mean, Josh Sitton was just such an important piece of that line. And it's like linemen don't always get the credit that they deserve because you know, there's not like, stats or anything crazy you can do for them but I mean a young Aaron Rodgers really needed someone like sitting protecting him the way that he was and you know it's unfortunate like you said like didn't get to finish his tenure here in Green Bay but I mean he's getting the recognition that he deserves tonight and it it makes me really happy to see someone like him you know especially next to Jordy go in to the Packers Hall of Fame Definitely. Like looking back at this Ross, I mean, I'd be, I, I had a couple off the top of my head that I knew I could remember as far as the offensive lines or not often the, the players on that offensive line, Chad Clifton playing left tackle. I did not have him on my bingo board. Like I just forgot that like Chad was still on the team at the time. Like that's, like you forget that Bakhtiari hasn't always been here. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And he was on the right tackle. So it's like Chad yeah. Clifton, Darren college, Scott Wells, Josh Sitton, Brian Belaga. Like those Scott are like, Wells. Oh my gosh. Those are crazy <laughs> names. Right. And it's just like, that was that a damn feels good like offensive a million line. years ago. But it was like, forever ago. Oh my God. But like, there's so much talent on that line. Like, and then the way that they've been able to shift from that line and really not even lose consistency at those positions, like well done draft team for consistently being able to protect your quarterbacks. Hello friends. As many of you know, a few years back, the Milwaukee Bucks were in the NBA finals and I desperately wanted to go to game six in Milwaukee to see them win the championship. As you can imagine, prices were insane, and I kept going back and forth with different apps to try and find the cheapest tickets possible. I finally found them, clicked purchase, and of course they were gone. Goodbye Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Now thankfully, the day of the game I was able to find a ticket, but the entire thing was so expensive and way too stressful. I really wish I could have simply used Game Time to alleviate all of the stress and all of the hassle. I've started using Game Time app for purchasing all of my tickets, and I wish I would have done so sooner. From low prices to easy to find tickets to last minute ticket deals, the Game Time app is perfect for all of my ticket needs. Game Time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so much more. 
The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and roll for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code packaday for $20 off your first purchase. That's code P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I mean, a phenomenal job. Like, continued to just, yeah, always have great offensive linemen, which is the best part. And, like, I think they even opened the season. I'm even looking to, like, who they had. Like, Tauscher was on the line. I think he got banged up. Pitt, or, uh, uh, Jason Spitz, I think he he started but, like, had some inconsistencies. And, you know, of course, like, it's just – it's just wild just to think how that team had developed. And I mean, TJ, just, just a bunch of guys like TJ Lang, Evan Dietrich Smith. Like, I mean, they've all had their successes and pitfalls with the team, but yeah, just a constant rotation to that offensive line. I think it was just a, you know, without a great offensive line that it was, uh, even through the rest of the Rogers era, like it's always been a consistency. And I feel like there's been times where, there were those lacks of consistency when injuries just basically piled up. I don't know what season it was, maybe in the middle of the 2010s, but there's just constantly a tackle banged up here. You know, Evan Dietrich Smith playing center It's just constantly. And I think we've gotten back to that. Uh, not by luck, I would say just by chance where they've gotten to a point where the offensive line is in a really good shape. They have a lot of guys, a lot of depth there. Um, you know, Rashid Walker's developing, Yash Nijman, you know, all the interior linemen, they've had to get rid of some guys where it's like, damn, they almost could have made the team if they're on a different team, but they're not. So it's it's right. awesome to continue to have those linemen. But yeah, Josh sitting super solid. You know, the last thing I want to say is like, I was trying to force this before our episode and there's really no better way to do that. But like next players coming around, right? For the Packers to get inducted. I'll try to run through them like that after this era, right? We already talked before we recorded, uh, Randall Cobb, Aaron Rodgers, if I had to guess, 
probably would go in at the same time, similar to what Sitton and Jordy did. If I had to I guess, hope, this... I hope that Rogers and Cobb get to go together. It that seems like they would, right? Like it, the fact it, that this would be like the perfect ending, you know. The fact that Rod, the fact that Rogers recruited Cobb over there is just like it. Just seems like it almost. They're just. You knew they had a good relationship, but Rogers talked so highly about so many guys in the last two years. You were like, "Oh shit!" Like he actually loves Randall Cobb. Like they're buddies. Yeah. Like they are brothers. I think like Rogers so that, is the godfather to one of Cobb's children. I think you're right. So like those two are <laughs> definitive. Um, Bakhtiari, depending when he hangs it up probably the next one out of that era uh after that defensively like Mason Crosby at some point if he ever Mason, decides to retire come on they haven't like, even said anything about Mason that's what bothers me is that they haven't said anything about Mason and I think I saw it was Zach Cruz said Alex McGough yep wearing mm-hmm, number yep. two yep and I was like ooh mm-mm. yes yeah, it rubbed, rubbed me the wrong way <laughs> yeah it's practice squad jersey wearing number two um well also, they gave Magoo 17 as well. So that was, I mean, only two years removed from the uh, Devonta Adams. But um, maybe Tremont Williams? Like, I, I don't know who else Is from Williams that era. Nope, not I, I don't think so. Really? I mean, it would be weird. It would be weird if he was ready with it. Let me double check. I I guess I assume it takes a couple extra I years. No, than I guess would, but... Last year was Jennings and Harris. Yep. Yep. And then there was a couple older guys. And then uh, way um, too many tabs up right Woodson now. And I can't remember who. Tim Harris, um, Woodson Al Harris, Ted Thompson, Longwell, Tausher. I'm just kind of going back from this list here. But like, yeah, I would say. Williams, though, is... He probably would be cool. next defensively, right? Like, I can't think of maybe Clay. Right. I mean, there's just oh, so many guys, but like. Yeah. There's just so many guys like from that era that are going to continue to trickle in because it was a successful time, and I really I wanted. If, uh, if BJ Raji ever makes his way in, he just kind of you know he's one of those players. I'm so curious because we never really heard. He just kind of you know disappeared and never heard anything about him. But you kind of wonder if you know a few of those guys might sneak their way in. <laughs> yeah, and you don't want to discredit like what everyone else is. I mean, I think it's easier to. I don't say discredit. It's easier to force your own guys in, whether right. it's like just kind of we talked about, like they might have some uh, folk, you know, stuff within this team, whether it be a, I don't know, Donald, I mean, Donald driver is a bad example, but someone that's not getting the notoriety that they would at a national scale. It's easier to get them in like a Josh Sitton. He's never going to make, you know, unfortunately the hall of fame. Jordy might have an outside chance. I'd have to look at statistics, but like there's 168 people that have made the Packers hall of fame. That's quite a few. And like, you might be able to force, in a couple guys, but at the end of the day, I think it's it's awesome. And you're also going to come into this influx, right? Just like the regular Hall of Fame does. There's all of a sudden this influx with stats, with uh, running backs or receivers or quarterbacks, and it kind of you know it muddies the water a little bit. Where there were so many great seasons from the Rogers era that it might be tough to get all these guys in that we've already just randomly off the cuff name haven't even looked up a ton of guys so it might be difficult right. to get them all in but i like the yeah, ones you I mentioned i mean they do yeah. two at a time and you yep. kind of mentioned running back and i'm like oh man who would have been the last running back even inducted like just a position that really hasn't been i don't want to say like disvalued but like we haven't had like that crazy superstar running back we've been able to get like guys who just kind of get in there and do the nitty gritty and get the job done, but aren't, you know, crazy stat builders. You know, we don't have like that Jonathan Taylor, Ezekiel Elliott, whatever kind of guy. 
So I'm kind of like trying to think like, oh man, like Aaron Jones will get in for sure. Just being the kind of person he is and he's been able to put up really good numbers. So I'm just like, you know, you think position wise, like there's so many, so much talent and it's like two at a time every year get to go in. And um, when you kind of put it into that perspective, it like, you know, obviously today is like a very special day, but it makes you even think like in a little bit, you know, about a hundred years or so of history there's only like 168 or something that you said have been Mm -hmm. inducted so like you think of like a hundred some different teams and all those people like and like just being able to see like our favorite our favorites get to go in and we're kind of getting to that that time where it's like the ones that we grew up watching and like the guys around our era are starting to go in and like it just makes it so much more special like getting to kind of see the full journey from start to finish in that way because I mean I I grew up like you know quote-unquote watching football aka I was in the room but playing different games and not actually focusing so it's like now we're getting to that point where I'm really gonna when we induct these guys it's like I'm genuinely gonna remember the careers that they had and it's like going forward uh just kind of thinking about that you're talking about like the who's gonna be next and you're mentioning you know the clay matthews and the randall cobbs and just the guys who really made an impact on this game for fans and for the team and all that kind of stuff you know it's just it's so special to see and um you know i i didn't get to go to jordy's induction at the packers hall of fame even though I checked literally every day for if tickets were going to be available and they didn't stream it or anything. So I was telling everyone, you know what, I that's okay. I'll just go see him in Canton when he gets that gold jacket because I am the most optimistic person. And even though people don't think that he has a chance, I'd like to still believe that he'll get there. So miss this one. I'll be at the more important one. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. It's awesome. Um, it's it's great. Is there anyone, I think, I've, I, think I know the answer to this question. Is there anyone that's taken over your... We'll call it what it is. Your man crush, or not even a crush. It's your crush. You're not a you're not a, you're not a male. Um, is is it Lafleur at this point for the Packers, or is there someone else that's making a competition? Right. I mean, like I don't even know if like you because you know like Randall Cobb's gone. Like Randall Cobb left. Cobb left. He came back, and it's like I always loved Randall Cobb. You know, um, but it's like I I'm just kind of waiting for that new. I I do really love AJ Dillon. Like, not in the same way that I love Jordy. Like, I'm sitting here in my office, and it's like, I can't even count all the Jordy things I have in here because he is literally my entire personality, and I don't even think I've actually bought, like, anything that I have in here because everybody just gifts me Jordy stuff. Um, But I feel like AJ Dillon is, like, that kind of guy where it's just, like, he is 100% authentically himself, He's like this, he's funny, he's, you know, a good guy off the field, and he's just like a freak on the field. Like, you know, he's just this this goofball who's really good at football, and I genuinely enjoy having him on the team. So I think A.J. Dillon has kind of started to take a very soft spot in my heart in that way, just because I I, I really love the the authentic guys who, you know, they're doing everything for the right reasons, and, you know, he he's all about the quadzilla he's writing children's books he's like doing all this stuff so it's like nobody will ever be geordie level but 
right now AJ Dillon is kind of like that current for me where it's like I everything he does I support it love him you know the whole Jonathan Taylor thing happened and people you know like I'm a huge Badger fan so it's like that would have been cool but then I was like oh man would that have meant that we would have lost AJ Dillon and it's like that would have been really tough for me so nobody will ever be Jordy level but if I had to pick one guy on the squad right now uh, AJ Dillon would be that dude. Fair enough. I think he's bring the team together a little bit. I don't know how, based off his success, we'll see what happens this year. But I don't, I don't know how impactful he has been statistically as much as I would want it as a second round pick. But I think he's definitely, um, you know, done great things for the community. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned, the children's book. He's doing a ton of stuff outside of football, which I think will just catapult him to whenever his football career is done. Far from over. Um, but even like those pictures that were taken up in Door County, I think over 4th of July weekend, him, Jordan Love, whatever, like that's all yeah. because of him, because of his, you know, his wife and, you know, her family and so like that they're up there. So it's it's awesome that AJ is that person for the team right now. And it's cool just to see him kind of step into that role. But um, no, this has been this has been great, you know, to kind of dive in. If you got through this episode and you said, hey, there probably was some other relevant information about the Packers today. You're probably right. So go check out the YouTube side that Andy would, of course, put out at Pack-A-Day Podcast on YouTube. I'm sure there's a ton of stuff that's going to happen tomorrow, Janelle, um, as we're getting done recording. It's at 1030 on Thursday night. I'm sure there's something on the transaction wire. I know we re-signed a long snapper today, put a, a white safety onto the team. They got another tight end in here. It's just like, you know, it is what it is. I'm sure there's some transaction that we might miss tomorrow. Hopefully not, because that is always our angst on Friday when we record is like, okay, let's make sure record before or after I should say all the news is done. I'm sure we missed something, but uh, definitely we're begging for something to happen too. begging begging. something to talk about. But I mean, I, at this point, you know, Packaday has been around for long enough. If you guys didn't think that I wasn't going to sit here and talk about Jordy for 30 minutes, then that's on you. You must be new, but you had to know it was coming. But it wasn't only Jordy. We did talk about a couple other things. So absolutely okay. But this is I, I would take any opportunity I can get to talk about Jordy. And if people don't understand that by now, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every time I go like just to put a bow on my end, like every time I look at his statistics, I'm always reminded, like, damn, he actually did like kind of carve it up. Like he wasn't just like a guy on the team that Rogers, you know, had good chemistry with and you know, had a couple hundred yard games and maybe a thousand yard season here but like he he was a damn good football player and just like mm-hmm. just what the Packers always try to get um like I mentioned if you guys haven't checked out the YouTube side of Packaday go ahead and do that I've been slacking personally Janelle on the YouTube uh watching them it was uh, consuming a lot of me for a while but I'm, I'm gonna have to get back to there before the season starts I know we're on like this weird little interim break we got football next week already with um uh chiefs lions we're still waiting for the packers game obviously when they play the bears week one in soldier field but if you are listening to the pack a day podcast via audio which is the only way you get this right now pull out your smartphone go onto your tablet your pc your macbook whatever however you're listening to it whether it be uh, spotify google play apple Podcasts, make sure to subscribe we'd really really appreciate that it helps us a ton um rate review if there's anything you want us to you know improve on get better at maybe a segment you have a suggestion on. I don't know what that the hell that would be, um, but let us know. And then of course, if you haven't followed us on Twitter, please do so at Packaday podcast, ton of content there and always just keeping it in a, a clean feed. If you aren't a Twitter follower, 
just go get, you know, or have a Twitter account at this point or an X account at this point. Go ahead and get one. We could, you could, we could, we could be your one follow. We'll follow you back. I'm sure. Um, go check that out uh, for myself. Social. Um, just check me out on Twitter at Matt underscore Frey. That's at M A T T underscore F R A underscore. Um, that's where I put everything out. I'm doing kind of a weird in between right now from preseason's done of hyper reacting to plays that are happening in the fourth quarter that no one really cares about to this kind of this weird break with Labor Day. It's kind of like matching up really, really nice. So a little rest and reset, a little R&R, Janelle. I know I started a new job this week. You're starting one next week. We'll take the time just to chill before we get into the the NFL season. Um, I'm in like six fantasy drafts. This isn't chill time for me. uh, I finished the second one last night, two nights ago. Helped an old co-worker with one tonight. Think we crushed it. Ultimately, we're going to ride and die because between the two teams I drafted this year, I think he has five of the six of the same, like six picks. So it'll be fun to rock with it. But yeah, fantasy season is in full effect. Prize picks, draft kings, fan to whatever the hell you're getting your legal betting in, please do so. Um, Janelle, let everyone know where they can chirp you about your fantasy teams and where you're putting all your content out um, these days. Yeah, everything can be found on my Twitter at Big Mac underscore four. Uh, yeah, I just, before we recorded, I just did my third fantasy draft. So, um, the first one I did, the first draft I do is always kind of like, you know, everybody does their mock drafts and I, you know, you know how like school where it's like, do your rough draft and then do the final. My final was always just my rough draft. Like I just kind of wing it on everything like that. So my first draft is always kind of like my test one. And I did my first draft while I was babysitting. So it's like, I have my niece in the tub playing duckies with her while I'm trying to draft. And it's like, I feel like every draft has just been so chaotic for me. I have no idea how it's going to go. It's like, I could either win the league or I'm going to be winless and like win the toilet bowl. So it's always fun. You know, I like to pretend like I know what I'm doing, but we just did a, a dynasty one. I've never done dynasty before. It was like 20 rounds. That's I was like, holy crap. I don't even know what I'm doing. And like I, whatever happens in Dynasty, I don't know. Luckily, there's a few other people there who kind of gave me a little bit of confidence. Like it's okay that we don't know what we're doing. Um, so I, I don't know. I think I've still got a couple more coming up too. I think I have one tomorrow. Damn. I think you know. I don't know if we're doing our pack a day one or not. We'll see. But yeah, it's like I. The problem is that I don't know how to say no when people tell me like, "Hey, do you want to join a fantasy league?" And as long as it's a lot of them are free, which is nice. But, you know, I hope that everybody who, you know, because I feel like this kind of turns into the fantasy draft time where it's like we're kind of between preseason's done, Mm -hmm. regular season is just around the corner. Um, We kind of are more aware of injuries and all this kind of stuff and guys who are holding out where people are on the waiver stuff. And I'm not going to pretend to give anybody fantasy advice, but, you know, if anybody wants to give me some, feel free because I uh, I'm more than often need it for sure. So that's kind of, I'm sure I'll be getting roasted on Twitter by, by my buddies about that, but everything else, you know, obviously it's been just a lot of Jordy content this week, but really looking forward to just kind of getting into football season. We got the bears coming up. So be sure to follow me on Twitter at big Mac underscore four. I know I've kind of been a little bit, you know, off the grid this summer, but I really am just ready to, to dive back into Packers football and just get this season going because it feels like it's been forever 
And I just, I love this team so much. And I am so excited no matter what happens this season. I am just so pumped for it to start. I am pumped is a word to describe it. Anxious, nervous, excited, um, uneasy are the words I'm describing. Because it's not, it hasn't, just like when we were growing up, Janelle, it's very rare, if not the rare, it's never happened where we've gone into a season where, you know, like, or in a game, right? We don't have Brett Favre. We don't have Aaron Rodgers, you know, excluding some injury seasons, like where we feel like we can win a game, right? Every right. game. This year is completely unknown. Uh, I've mentioned this before, like, you know, a field goal at the end of a quarter or at the end of a drive or an extra point isn't a foregone conclusion for Matt to go and fill up his beverage or go to the restroom quick. He's got to watch it because we don't know what Andrew Carlson's doing. Just like every throw that is going to be a check down or a third and three that we're going to throw to the flat. We don't know if it's going to be complete. It's going to be a wild season next week. Janelle, assuming our three schedules align, will be our first injury report going into the weekend. And as you know, we wait until about 315, 3 o'clock on Friday, and then we start DMing each other. Hey, have you seen the injury report? And then all of a sudden it comes in, and then that's where we get to do it. So I'm excited to see that right now as it sits. Packers currently don't have too many injuries. You know, Eric Stokes is on the pup list. Everyone else is trending in the right direction. I know the Bears are going through some injuries right now. Alex Leatherhead, I believe, was one that got injured. Maybe they released him, but uh, I think who was the off? Oh, Tevin Jenkins was one, their uh, right guard or right tackle that they put on injury. But we'll get into the more of that next week as we get into more of our cadence. But our Saturday episodes, if you're new to the podcast because you haven't been around, for a full season yet, Janelle, myself, and Eli will be doing the injury report that will come out Saturday, which is basically the last news we get on Friday, barring some disaster that happens over the weekend before the games on Sunday. Um, but like we said, continue supporting the podcast. We appreciate you guys. Support everyone related to Packaday Podcast and some entity, whether they've put out content before with us. I've been a continuous co-host like Janelle and I since it started. Um, our co-hosts or hosts during the draft season or contribute with Andy on the the YouTube side, go check out all the content there. Cause it's just a, it's a massive ecosystem that Andy has continued to build. And um, we are almost into another season of pack a day podcast and Packers games. But for Janelle Mackey, I am Matt Freilich. You guys take care, be well. And of course, go, go Pack Go. go.